This is KF4VT. Welcome back. Today we have another message from Brother David Keene, pastor of Clarkson Baptist Church. You know what's great? It's great to worship, isn't it? You know, these uh, praise team and all of us get to be a part of this, don't we? We get to be a part of the, the praise time and worship time. And but I want to give you an opportunity. I talked about this last week. I want to give you an opportunity to have a little bit more in a part of that. Just praising God and thanking God. We're talking about being thankful. Well, today we're talking about being un the ungrateful. Uh, but it's a, a, a month that we, uh, we we try to put Thanksgiving in just a little area, but it's Thanksgiving ought to be a lifestyle. And this next week, I want you to have the opportunity to share uh, what you're thankful for. And if you can do a video on the phone, or if you need me to come do a video, uh, I will. Uh, for somebody in your family, if they would just want to say thank you less than a minute, uh, just the short things. Uh, and you say, well, I can't do that. I don't want, you know. Well, I'm going to tell you, if I don't have some videos going to Angel on Facebook Messenger, it'd be the best way to go. Uh, if not, yeah, I can I can video a minute or two minutes if you got something that's on your heart you're thankful that God has done for you. And some of you, some of you say, well, I, I, I just don't know what to say. Uh, on a video, it's a lot easier than coming up here, uh, probably. Uh, but if not, I will get some to volunteer to come up here. But let me give you some ideas what to be thankful for. Uh, this may be you. It may be, it may, uh, be some of you. I'm thankful for salvation that God saved me. Uh, I'm thankful for a family that might look a little different uh, and, and than, than I expected, but it's mine. I'm thankful for a spouse that loves me no matter what. I'm thankful for what God has in store for me. He has a plan for me, and I know it's good. Uh, maybe you're thankful that God's picked you up when you fell down and you thought you'd never get up. Maybe it's uh, you can be thankful for the valleys that I learned from and enjoy the view from the mountaintop. Maybe you can be thankful for a church family that loves and serves and with sometimes different views, but still loves and serves. Maybe you can be thankful for a second chance or a third chance or more than that. There's so many things that you can be thankful for, and I just want you to put that on your heart this week, and we need it by Wednesday. If you do a video, or if you want me to do a video, we need it by Wednesday. If not, I will talk to Angel and say, how many videos you got? And, of course, I'm going to preach, too. No, you're not getting out of that. They may not sing, but we're going to preach. But, that, but, but anyway, we're going we're gonna to do that next Sunday. And if she hasn't got any videos, I'm coming getting volunteers. I've got some on my mind already, so. Uh, for, for coming up here to share. So, that being said, let's talk about being ungrateful. The ungrateful is what we want to talk about today. And, uh, you know, I don't like ungratefulness. And sometimes I get that way. You ever get that way that you, you forget to thank somebody? You forget to say thank you. I, I mean, I get so busy sometimes. You know, did I say thank you? I want to tell you the greatest thing you can teach your kids is manners. And to be thankful. And to say thank you. 
uh, a good instance of that, our daughter, our oldest daughter, I remember her when Christmas time come, you know, we're, okay, we're going to Grandma's house, we're going to Aunt, Aunt's going to be there, they're going to get a lot of presents. You say, thank you, I love it for everything. It was a joke. It didn't matter if you stopped. Thank you, I love it. Thank you, I love it. Underwear, thank you, I love it. You know, it was just going up, but she said it. We need to teach ourselves to be grateful. I don't want to, you know, I think about these things, and it, it kind of bugs me sometimes when somebody <coughs> is not grateful, whether it's a child that is ungrateful. Let me tell you something, children, young people, everything you've been given, your parents give to you. Uh, no matter what, you need to be grateful and thankful. Uh, the things, adults, the things that is given to you, you didn't earn it, God gave it to you. You said, well, I've worked 40, 50 years. No, God gave you the ability to do that, the mind to do that, the talents to do that. Be grateful to God for what He's given you. I think about teenagers, I think about children, I think about adults, I think about Americans that are so ungrateful. I think about it in little instances, you know, when I, I try to make the habit when I'm going somewhere, is when I'm going in a restaurant or something, open the door for somebody. Now sometimes I forget, I got food on my mind, but sometimes, but most of the time I try to open the door for somebody. Doesn't matter if they're white, black, man, woman, young person, just open the door. And you know what, the majority, the majority say thank you. Some just go walk right on, walk on the end. And it kind of bugs me. But you know what? That's life. That's the way it is. The ungrateful. I want us to look in today, and I want us to look at some scripture in here. I want you to turn to Jonah. And I want us to look at the ungrateful follower. I want, and it's Jonah. The ungrateful follower. I think Jonah was a follower of God. I believe he was, because God had called him to do some things. But I want to read a verse, and then I want to go back to there. If the ungrateful follower, I'd like to go to the Scripture here in Jonah chapter 3, verse 10. I'd like to read that one first, and then uh, the next verse after that. It says, Then God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way, and God relented from the disaster that he had said, he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. In verse, chapter 4, verse 1, But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he became angry. Now I want to see where we're at. That's the last part of Jonah. But the first part of Jonah, we know that story, don't we? It's the belly of the fish story. It's the story, and I want to go back to that. I want to tell you about that. Just a reminder... If you don't know that story, what I want to put it in David's words, but I, I want to tell you what happened. The follower of God was Jonah. He was one that was supposed to go preach the word, so he had to be a follower of God. I just don't think he just picked up somebody go tell them to repent when you don't know anything about repenting. But he wanted them to go to this great evil city named Nineveh. And he said, Jonah, I want you to go there. And I want you to tell them to repent because they're evil. But you know, Jonah, Jonah should have been a grateful follower and said, whatever you want me to do, Lord, I want to do it. But he was ungrateful. We know the rest of the day. He said, I'm not going. 
I'm not going. I'm going a different direction. He got on a boat. You know the story. The storm come up. All the sailors knew that there was a problem. Who is the problem? Well, it's me. They threw Jonah over. He ended up in the belly of the fish. God got his attention. Like God gets our attention sometimes. He gets our attention. He puts us in a place where he can talk to us. Guess what? In the story of Jonah, and I've been reminded this just the last couple of years that God showed me this in a big way. When Jonah was in the belly of the fish, his friends weren't there. His family weren't there. There was nobody but him, a fish, and God. And God spoke to him and says, Jonah, you better get back and do what I told you. After being in the fish's belly for a while, that third day, you know what? He hit the road running. He went to Nineveh and he told them, repent. He repent. You know what? Jonah really didn't want to do it. He had to do that because, hey, I don't know what God's going to do to me. He said, but he said, you need to repent. You need to change your ways and the, the city of Nineveh did. And God saw that they repented. And then this verse comes along here. He said, and he relented from the danger or the disaster that was coming to Nineveh. But Jonah, the ungrateful follower, was angry. He had no reason to be angry. And I just wonder sometimes if the story of Jonah could be America. God told us 200 years ago, over 200 years ago, this is what I want you to do. I want you to follow the Word. I want you to be faithful to this Word. He had godly men, founding fathers, and said, America, this is what you ought to do. Did you follow the Bible? Even some of them that didn't believe said the Bible was a good idea to follow. Folks, look around. We may be like men of America. We don't go by what the Bible says as a whole. We rejected that. We kill babies. We think men ought to be lying with men and all this. As a whole. Oh, the church does. But the church may not have took their stand like they ought to, I promise you. But Jonah had everything going for him. He said God was in his way and he told him, go do this. He said, no, I'm not going to do it. And he was angry. When, even when he did that. He was angry because I didn't want this. They were evil people. They deserved this. Jonah got mad, went up on the hill and kind of watched there. What was happening? Sold up and getting mad because God has blessed that city. Kind of reminds me of the prodigal son's brother. He did the same thing. I want to tell you, God tells you to do something, you better be good, you better be grateful. That you get to be a follower of God. You need to be grateful. We all need to be grateful for what God has done for us. The ungrateful follower is Jonah. And it could be you and me. Oh, we're a follower of God, but are we grateful? No, we'd rather gripe and complain about little bitty things. We'd rather have a, a little list of complaints that we want to bring before the committee. We want to tell you this is what's wrong. This is what we need to do. We need to be grateful. We need to live a life that is grateful. 
I'll tell you what, when you start thanking God, like we talked about last week, we start counting our blessings. And when we start voicing them and saying, you know, I'm so thankful for what God has given me. Oh, I've had some rough times, but God's been there. I'm thankful for what God's going to do tomorrow because today's not real easy. The last few months have been real easy. And I'm thankful for what God's going to do. The ungrateful follower is that you, he gave him a second chance. He may have given you a second chance. We need to be grateful for what God has done for us. But are we the ungrateful follower? Maybe we can look at our anger. Kind of like Jonas. He was angry. Maybe we can look at our attitude. Maybe we can look at our attendance of God's house. Maybe we can look at our actions and what we do. Do we do it just because we're supposed to? Kind of like Jonah did. He was an ungrateful follower of God. You know, in the story of Jonah, and I've got a couple more stories to tell, so I've got to go on from here. But in the story of Jonah, in the story of Jonah, in that book, if you'll read that last chapter 4, if you'll read it, it just kind of ends. You know what God did? He said, you know, he said, yeah, you're angry. I'm going to put a, I'm going to put a covering over you. It's hot. I'll take care of it. Then I'm going to take it away. I'm going to show you what I can do. And then the story just kind of ends. There is no proper ending. It just kind of quits. And I kind of think that's what happens. When we become an ungrateful follower of God, God will just let it end. Now, you may not die. You may be just wandering around in life and God not using you. But I'm going to tell you, if we're a grateful follower of God, we want God to be using us in our family, and our friends, where we are. I want God to use me somehow, some way. I'm not much, but I want God to use me. I want to be a grateful follower of God. I hope you want the same thing. Well, there's another thing I want to look at is the ungrateful fool. The ungrateful fool is found in Matthew. In Matthew chapter 19, in uh, verse 16, it's the story of the rich young ruler and the ungrateful fool. And he says this, he says, Now behold, one came and said to him, Good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? What's the good thing I can do, good teacher? You know, it goes on there and Jesus says, don't call me good teacher and all this. Why do you call me good teacher? But he asked the question there, what can I do to accept eternal life? Or maybe the question we ask a lot of times, which is pretty foolish, what's the least I can do and still get to heaven? That's not what we need to be asking. We need to be asking, what can I do, God, for you? What can I do? To have this gift that I hear about. This rich young ruler was real foolish. He had the answer. God gave him the answer. Jesus gave him the answer right there. And the answer was change. That may be what God is saying to you today. How can I get that? you got to change. It's not about you. It's about me and you and our relationship. Do you have a relationship with me? God's asking you today. 
The foolish, the most foolish things you'll do today is walk out of here without Jesus as your personal Savior. I want to look at the next couple of verses. Skip down to verse 21 and 22. And Jesus gives him an answer. Jesus said to him, If you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven, heaven and come follow me. I want you to change the things you've been holding on to. I want you to change. Learn how to give. And then follow me. Be like me. Walk with me. Talk with me. Follow me. And in verse 22, And when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. The ungrateful fool says, I don't want to change. And I don't want what Jesus has for me. I don't want what God has. I want eternal life, but I don't want to change. It's not going to happen. I want to tell you, when you meet Jesus, you're going to change. Amen. Somebody should have said amen. That's right. When you meet Jesus, you're going to change. When you accept Jesus for who He really is, you're going to change. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, there's going to be a change. Will you be perfect? No. Will you sin? Yes. There you're going to fall, you're going to slip, you're going to stumble, but you're going to be a different person. I want to tell you something else. You'll never be comfortable in sin again. No matter what sin it is. You're not going to get comfortable in it if you belong to Him. If there's something in your life that's not right, you'll get it right. There's something in your life that you're doing wrong, you're being disobedient to God, you'll get it right. You'll be uncomfortable when you meet Jesus and accept Him for who He really is. The most foolish thing you can do is walk away from this place without Jesus. The ungrateful fool. The gift was offered. It was eternal life. The gift of grace and eternal life was rejected by an ungrateful fool. Are you an ungrateful fool? You are if you don't accept Jesus for who He is. But I want to talk about the last one. Is the ungrateful family. The ungrateful family. The family of God. God's family. The one he loves so much. And I want us to look back. At another story. It's in the Bible. I just want to read one verse. That talks about that story. It's in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter. Uh, you probably got it there. Chapter 2 verse 7. I just want to read what a verse that talks about the event. In verse 7 it says this, For the Lord your God has blessed you in all your work of your hand. He knows you're trudging through the great wilderness. These 40 years the Lord your God has been with you. You have lacked nothing. And I want to tell you, that could be a story of me and you, but it's a story of God's people. God's chosen people. They were in bondage. 
They were in bondage to the Egyptian gods, people. And he heard their cry and he called Moses. And he said, Moses, I want you. And Moses stumbled and said, oh no, I know I can't do this. Who am I? Oh, he called Moses to be a part of the leadership to get them out of the wilderness. Oh, you know about the plagues, all the plagues that come to get Pharaoh's attention. And they got out. They were free after God got them out. They were heading out. They were going in the wilderness. And all they were doing all kind of things. And God was taking care of them. Every need they had. Manna from above. Well, they were having the, all these things. They were having food. He had everything that they needed. They were getting direction. God was with them. They were wandering around for 40 years. And you know what they were doing? They were whining in the wilderness. They were an ungrateful family of God. They were whining in the wilderness. God had given them everything they needed. And they were rejected. God's family. An ungrateful family that God had blessed. And God was taking care of the needs. Oh, I'm not getting everything I want. I'm not getting this and I'm not getting that. I want to tell you folks, we better learn something in our own little family. In our own little household, we need to learn something. You know, when them children start sticking their lip out and poking their lip because I don't want to clean my room, or Mama's been doing this, and I, Mama didn't cut the, the corners off my toast like I wanted, and they start whining about everything and every little thing. And us adults, we whining because a, a store's closed, or we have to wear a mask in a restaurant, and we whine about this and whine about that. We gripe and we complain. We are an ungrateful family. Even the church becomes an ungrateful family, and God has blessed us more than we deserve. And we find things to whine and gripe about when we need to just be saying thank you. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done for me. Thank you for saving my soul. Thank you for the spouse that loves me no matter what. The ups and downs, they still love me. Thank you for giving me a second chance when I didn't deserve it. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for getting me out of the wilderness. Thank you that you've got a promised land for me. Thank you, Lord, for all that you do for me. The ungrateful. The ungrateful follower. When God wants you to do something, you said, uh-uh, ain't going to do it. And God has to get your attention. Whether it be a family, whether it be an individual, whether it be a whole country. When God has to get your attention. And you're still ungrateful. You know, I thought that would happen in 911, didn't you? thought we would have been understood. Hey, there's something attacking our country. They have got on our land. Some of you are too young to remember that. But they have hit home. We didn't go over and fight in the, uh, that land over there. They come here to do that. And for about two or three days or 15 minutes, oh, we went to church and we were faithful and we want to say, oh, we're turning back to God. And then we start whining again 
act like these children of God did. Ungrateful followers of God. The ungrateful fool is one that when God wants to give you the greatest gift, you says, no, I want to wait a while. You may not have a while. I want to give you something and I want you to serve me. I want you to praise me. I've got something that you just don't understand. I've got you a joy that nobody can even tell you about. I've got a forgiveness that you don't deserve it, but I love you so much, I will give you mercy, and you don't understand it. i got a gift that you can't even fathom. The ungrateful fool is the one that says, I don't want it, because I don't want to change. I want to do things my way. It's pretty foolish. The ungrateful family is one that God takes care of all of our needs. Whether it be this family in this church, this group right here, or it be your family at home, or it be the family of God as a whole. God has blessed us, and we find something to whine about. When we ought to be saying, what more can I do for you? Thank you for taking care of me. Thank you for picking me up when I didn't think I could ever get up. When I was on my lowest limb and when life fell apart, you picked me up. And I can look in the mirror and I can smile today. But I thought there was a day that I would never smile again. And God, you did that for me. And for that, I'm going to be grateful. And I'm going to sing praises. And I'm going to share the good news. And I'm going to tell my testimony. And I'm going to serve. And I may have you get up there and sing the songs like the praise team, but I'm going to do my best out here. I, I may not can preach, I may not can teach, but I'm going to do something. Because I'm grateful. My actions and my attitudes are going to be about you. I just want to serve you. I want to love you. I want to worship you. I want to praise you. I want to be grateful. Lord, forgive me for being ungrateful ever. Forgive me for ever looking ungrateful. Forgive me for having the appearance of being ungrateful. Because my ungratefulness has been a stumbling block to somebody. Forgive me for that. Lord, help me to be thankful for all that you do for me. As we finish up, I'm going to ask you, are you ungrateful? Or are you just so thankful of how God has been good to you? That's all stand. You can find more of David King's messages on the Clarkson Baptist Church Facebook page or YouTube channel.